When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Realmcast has begun. Welcome to the Realmcast. I am the Mortal Kombat fan, Tim, and with me as always is my co-host, the Lord Master, Yanni. Welcome, Yanni. Thanks, man, Tim. And with us today, we also have Mortal Kombat's most famous necromancer, Adani Maropis, who played Quan Chi in Mortal Kombat Conquest. Welcome, Adani. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. I'm good. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You know, you are actually the first person ever to pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we'll get him with the full-on Greek accent for it next as well. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, I did a movie one time. I was the lead actor. I show up on the set, and I'm number one, right? And it says, Andoni Metropolis. <laughs> like, what the heck was that? Like, <laughs> I don't know how the heck to write this name or say it or whatever. I, I know Metropolis. I'm going to put that. That's, that's the guy. They, they ran your name through a spell checker. And uh-huh. that was the closest yeah. thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Whenever we uh, bring a guest on, first thing we like to ask him is, who is your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Oh, of course, Quan Chi. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah. To me, it would it would be me, of course. I mean, who else would I would I want to pick? But are you asking me to pick someone else, like a secondary you know, number two? Is that what you're asking? No, me? no. Whoever's no, your mean, favorite? If, yeah, if that's your favorite, of course. Quan Chi's got it all, man. He's got the you know the slaves, the you know the Playboy bunny slaves. <laughs> you know, he's got the. He's got the pizzazz, you know, he's got the colorful, you know, character emotions. He's got it all, man. After rewatching the series, Quan Chi had the best servants with him during the, the entire series. Definitely. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You have to understand, when I was a young kid, I used to, I hope I can say this. <laughs> me and my brothers used to go into our, our uh, uncle's bathroom because he had uh, Playboy magazines and all this stuff in his uh, cupboard there, you know. <laughs> and we would stay there forever. And I remember seeing this beautiful black woman who was actually half black half white and I fell in love with this girl you know and then when I arrived on the set you know I got off my plane and, and this girl meets me I didn't know who she was I didn't know that she was the playgirl some playboy buddy and uh, oh, sure wow. enough it was Renee Tennyson and here I am playing basketball with her going out to eat with her and then Whoa. her and Jamie Presley were talking about how they were playboy celebrity bunnies and I was like what are you guys talking about and they said and I said oh my god Renee I've known you since I was 15 years old. You're, you're my dream girl. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was amazing. I think that's a big part of Mortal Kombat Conquest that most fans like don't really remember is how many different Playboy bunnies and Playboy stars actually came in and uh, yeah. acted in that show. Hey, speak oh, for yeah. yourself. A lot of us remember that. <laughs> That's right. Honestly, God, I came home and uh, I told the guy that I had worked with these girls. And he goes, really? He opens up a closet in our house. We, I was sharing with like four guys. We had a you know nice area, big pool, jacuzzi. It was 
a party kind of place, actually. <laughs> I wasn't a party guy ever, but that's where I lived. And uh, he opens up this cupboard and he has a stack of Playboy magazines from like here to the ceiling, like <laughs> unbelievable. And he goes, he licks his finger and he goes, uh, and he goes down on this and he picks out one magazine, picks out another. And he's got Jamie Presley and Renee Tennyson. He knew exactly where they were, what year. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He was really excited. He was really excited about that. Before you, uh, started acting as Quan Chi in, in the series. Were you a fan of Mortal Kombat before you were cast for that role? Oh man, you guys are leading me into like stories I can tell you. No, I had no idea what Mortal Kombat was. Not a clue. I, 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 I've never played a game in my life, ever. Not to this day, I've never played any game on the computer <laughs> or on my phone. I know nothing about games, but but I mean, I'd go to the movie theater and I remember seeing, you know, these games that people would play. So when I got this audition, I, I had no idea who Quan Chi was. So I just figured, oh, he's an evil sorcerer. And so I went into the audition wearing um, black gloves and I sat in a chair and I did this whole audition. I had a slightly deeper voice and I played it, you know, the way, sort of the way I played it. And uh, mm -hmm. not, not quite, but the, the casting director said, before even I even auditioned, they said, you know, we see this guy standing, Donnie, do you mind standing? I said, well, you know what? I see him sitting and, until he needs to stand. So do you mind if I just do it? And they said, well, okay, but we're going to give you an adjustment afterward. And I said, that's fine. Just let me show you what I got. So I did it. I said, do you want me to stand up? And they said, no, 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 no. That was great. You know, just, that's fine. You know, so I got the call back. In comes Larry Kazanoff. He says, Donnie, you know, um, that was really great what you did sitting down, but we see this guy standing and wh why the gloves? I said, well, I don't know. I just see this guy, <laughs> you know, some people <laughs> from another world and he's wearing gloves. I said, oh, okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. But, but we saw you sit. It was fantastic. But can you stand? And I said, sure. So I did it standing. And anyway, next thing you know, I get cast. I go down to Florida. Renee Tennyson picks me up. I don't know who she is. And then I, we go into makeup and all this stuff. And the guy shows me a picture, a drawing of what I'm going to look like. And I went, what? He goes, he says, yeah, you're going to have a white face with black lines. I said, oh my God, really? So I sat there for two hours, didn't close, didn't open my eyes. And when, when I finally opened my eyes, I looked in the mirror and I went, oh. and that's when it, that's when it all started. I was like, this is who this guy is. And, uh, I had no idea about game. When I went on the set, the director says, how do you see this guy? And I says, what are you asking? He says, well, do you see him sitting or standing? I said, well, listen, I said, it, for me, I said, this guy has all the power basically ever. I said, he doesn't need to stand unless he needs to stand. That's it. Mm -hmm. So he sits like a king, you know, in a chair. And he goes, I agree with you, Donnie. Get a Donnie a throne in here. So they brought this huge chair. <laughs> and that's the, my first words were, you miserable sluts. That was the first thing out of my mouth. <laughs> Sitting in a throne, you know, that chair. That was it. So there you go, you guys. I, I, I knew nothing about it. I, I read up on it. I started studying it. You know, uh, on the, I remember, you know, on the plane there, I'm reading about all the, the, the realms and the, the characters. I'm thinking, you know, but I had no idea what they looked like. I, like, I, I don't know why, but I had no idea who Quan Chi was. I had no idea about any of this stuff. What sort yeah, of material were you studying with? You know what? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember reading. That was back in 1998. There was no computers. There was no, you know, research like that. I just remember reading something. And, and it might have been afterward. But I remember when the when the uh, makeup artist showed me a picture, I was like, oh, my God, really? I'm going to be in a white face? <laughs> it was two hours of getting into this makeup and uh, and then an hour to get out of it. But, oh, my God, did I love it. Oh, it was it was the greatest. I, I miss that character so much. He's my favorite character of all time, all time. So they, they didn't show you anything until the makeup room. But what about um, did they tell you at all about the character that you're going to be playing? No, I knew nothing. Not, no one told me anything, no, no. honestly. <clears throat> like, I didn't know anything. 
I, I remember coming back after I did my first two episodes and I went to a movie theater and these kids were playing Mortal Kombat. And I think it was Mortal Kombat three or four. I don't know. And one kid was playing Quan Chi and I went up to him. I felt like Clark Kent. <laughs> and I just barely, I barely touched this kid with my, like my arm as he's playing. And uh, to this day, obviously that kid has no idea that Quan Chi was right next to him. And that was like an incredible feeling. I was like, I felt like Clark Kent, you know, you're out yeah. about no one knows who you are. So that's oh, amazing. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel bad because I know you guys are so into all this stuff and I, I never was, I was just creating a no, character. No need to feel bad. We actually find this so interesting. Like it's, it's so cool how you've, <laughs> you've sort of taken this character, made him your own in this way. And then you, yeah. you obviously feel some sort of closeness with him, despite not having played the games. And I find that amazing. I, I think it's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, to me, that's what acting is. I'm a creator. I love cre everything I do from my workouts to everything is about creating my own style, creating me, however it is. And I, you know, even if I'm doing another uh, role, like people always imitate exactly how someone does it. I'm a good impersonator, but I love bringing it to life in my own way, like creating it in my own, whatever, you know, whatever's going on with that character. It's like, I'm bringing it from, from my creation, from wherever I'm, you know, so that, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's all Quan Chi. So how did you actually hear about the casting in the first place? It was just an audition that came to me through uh, my agent, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, agent sent me an audition. It was just like a, a, an audition because I, I've played those characters, characters I can just create that have no limits where I can, I can create this character. It doesn't give me parameters as to how far I can go. And actually when I did Quan Chi, they, they were scared at first because they said, you're giving us too much. And so the, the second, yeah, the second episode I did, they had uh, the director who was a great guy and he had me bring it down to like a soap opera level where I'm just basically talking head to head. And afterward, I had to do ADR, you know, voiceover on these uh, episodes because the first episode was completely different than, than the second episode. So they mm. they asked me to, the guy came to LA, uh, the producer, and he says, what, what are we going to do with Quan Chi? I said, I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, the first the first episode is completely different than the second. I said, I know. I said, I said, I, I love the first episode to me. He goes, I'm with you. Can we turn the second episode into the first episode? I said, well, I'll give you what I can with my voice to raise up the intensity of this guy, of this character. And that's what I did. But it was so like very mundane, you know, very brought down because they didn't want me to be this, you know, just out there, you know, character that I was, you know, in the first mm -hmm. episode, you know? So yeah, that was, that was interesting. So then the next two episodes, they let me just do your thing, Adani, because I think the Quan Chi episode uh, got the highest rating that year. Uh, and it, probably because of the Playboy Bunnies in the, <laughs> the episode. But uh, yeah, so they, they let me do my thing after that. So now we're, we're really glad that they let you do your thing because we, we loved your portrayal of oh, Quan Chi. Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Such a joy to play, man. I, I can't even tell you. Can't even tell you. That's why I keep doing him. I, I, I'm so, I love when fans reach out, you know, and say hello. And I mean, I, I have these videos up that I uh, recently do with my niece who paints me up as Quan Chi. So we're doing these little skits now. It's so <laughs> fun. So fun to do. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you, you were sort of like sadistic and erratic and then also somewhat flamboyant with Quan Chi. And it was so fitting for his character in the show. It was like, and that all just came about from how you assumed he would or how you would like to play him just based on how he looked to you. Yeah, actually, when I opened my eyes, it just came to me. It was like I, I had created him a certain way with a, a certain, you know, a toughness uh, being that that sorcerer. And I can't even tell you where where it came from, because it's just like a deeper thing. But I just remember looking in the mirror and going, Ugh. I'm like, I knew exactly <laughs> that this guy is going to have a lot of fun. 
He's going to have a lot of fun torturing and whatever. And, but he's going to get angry too. You know, he gets angry and he gets all these things. He has his emotional level when things don't go his way. You know, it's like, you know, I knew that he had all the, the like limitless emotion and ah, it's incredible. As an actor, you, you got this, uh, this chord, you know, everything comes from your gut, you know, and everything's like this chord that you play uh, like a, a violin or a guitar or something. And you hit the high notes and the low notes and it's, he had all of it. He had the whole, you know, orchestra inside of him. There was one scene where he's uh, kind of tormenting one of his assassins and reverting them back to their original, how they originally looked before he, he yeah. brought them into servitude. And the sadism that you portrayed on that, I was just like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jamie Presley. She was my main slave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I melted her down back to I, I love that you sort of you made it clear that you preferred them to look as demons than as humans oh yeah yeah <laughs> the character actually was pretty new when you uh, were cast as the role i don't know if you knew this but he had only been around for about three years while the rest of mortal Kombat had been like i mean it, it, it was a long-running franchise by that point um so you probably had a lot of uh, leeway as far as how you wanted to portray the character, didn't you? By the third episode, I had complete leeway, but they were frightened by the leeway that I had in the, the first that I took. And they brought me back down and then they said, no, cut loose. You know, it was that, that sort of thing. So. One interesting thing, actually, is that, I mean, you mentioned that you, you went with a deeper voice and everything. Quan Chi has been known for having a deep voice and you really pulled it off amazingly with him. Like when when you hear his his voice in any... Any game, he's always had, I think apart from in, on maybe one form of media, he's always had an extremely deep voice. And yeah, we just loved how it came across with you. Well, yeah, thanks. You know, for me, I always want things to, to appear as natural as possible, like very, as real and natural. So I didn't want to do that gruff kind of sound. So I would wake up in the morning and I would just maintain this, uh, you know, this uh, raspiness. So I would practice like in the morning, like when I'm making breakfast, I, I would keep repeating like certain lines. And one of them was was Sion Sora still so silent <laughs> by presence. You know, I would just maintain that and keep that throughout the day. And usually in a typical day, because I actually sing and I can sing very high notes and low and every, I have a great range. I didn't want to sing or do anything that would bring my, that higher range in. So I would just keep it in that lower tone. And I, I just love that. You know, it's like maintaining. So. <laughs> you know all those things i would just keep i would stay right there and it was just throughout the whole day and uh yeah yeah that was that was what i did i kept that voice anybody who talked to me knew that they were going to talk to quan chi that day was like, <laughs> but that would be quan chi as me i mean i'm not those actors that stay in that character in lunchtime and no 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 i was still me but i was just maintaining that you know that lower register to keep the vocal range at that level yeah that's it that's it yeah yeah so i cut in and out of character and I'm always, uh, I like a fun set, you know, and cracking jokes and all that. So, What yeah. parts of yourself did you kind of bring into this character? Oh, um, man. Or... You know, I can't even go into some of the parts that I went into. <laughs> it's, too, it's too personal. But uh, like I said, it just, it came natural. I, I didn't really have to think about it, but it gave me the opportunity to play in every realm of me. Like I said, the emotional range was everywhere. I mean, you can imagine, imagine, I don't know if you guys remember in one episode where I come in and the girls were fighting or something and I stopped them with something. And mm -hmm. I said, uh, I grabbed, uh, of course, I think it was uh, Jamie Presley. Yeah. And I yeah, took Mika. I, yeah, I took Mika and I, Mika, come here or something. And I grabbed her and we just went back. And I mean, in my mind, 
what did we do when we went back into the you know, <laughs> you know, so, so I had all these things, you know, and uh, it was great, man. It was uh, my world was created incredibly, uh, whatever the sensuality, the sexual, everything was in this guy because because of the the Playboy Bunny's added a lot for me. <laughs> we can go <laughs> to a lot of places there. I, I was going to ask you how it was working with uh, your personal assassins, but it's oh, clear it man. was awesome. I mean, we hung out, you know, I, I just, it was great. You know, uh, Jamie Presley's hilarious. She's such a strong personality. She's, you know, she was really young at the time. And uh, I just knew what a really great actress she, she was because she could put on a character. She had just done that, um, uh, you know, that TV show where they have all those like people on whatever. I forget. I'm but trying she to remember. Went, was, yeah. yeah. But she went into her Southern character like that, telling me about this character. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, she can turn it on and off. Was that My Name is Earl? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, well, she was on My Name, but this is before. She ah, did the, okay. the first thing she did. Yeah, it was way later. Movie, Sorry, yeah. Uh, you know, they, I, don't, I think this guy's still on. Uh, and they always chant his name when when uh, uh, they have on, you know, pregnant mothers with, you know. When <laughs> oh, he, Jerry oh, Springer. Jerry yeah. Springer. That's it. She did the Jerry Springer movie. That's right. She played, uh, you know, the same kind of character she did in My, my Name is Earl. She did her movie and then uh, got My my Name is Earl. She did, well, she did the movie, did uh, Mortal Kombat, and then she did other things and then got that. Yeah. So anyway, we used to uh, get together all the time. And like I said, we'd have dinner with, with you know, I, I had the car. They gave me a car to drive around. So I'd, I'd drive them around. They were always, you know, just having a great time. But Jamie always was the director. She She wanted to control you know the, <laughs> where we were going where we and he couldn't stop her he's like a i don't know she was we, we would laugh so hard she'd go go this way we're like no i think we got to go this way jim no we're going to warner lot and, and i said no i think we're gonna go left no go right i promise you go right every time she got us lost. every time every time we got lost and renee's laughing are you still in touch with any of them no, I was, you know, soon after that, I was in touch, you know, with Renee uh, quite a bit. Um, and uh, but no, Jamie, you know, she just she took off, I think, from that point mm. on. Jamie really took off. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like actually hooked up with Daniel Bernhardt uh, quite a few times after that. Okay. And uh, then we had a big dinner. I remember everyone was invited one time. And uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I haven't seen Paolo, I don't think, uh, you know, Cristana. Uh, Cristana was fantastic. Just a sweet person. Uh, me and uh, Jeff Meek, Je- Jeff Meek, uh, like I'm a, I'm a basketball player and Jeff was a great basketball player. He went to college to play basketball. I forget where, but a big school, I remember. And we, we used to play basketball, pick up teams and would always win. He was a great player, but I haven't stayed in touch with Jeff. I, I called him maybe once or twice. So typically, you know, you do a movie, you make friends and it's like this corporation that dissolves and you maybe hang on a few people, yeah. you know, and, uh, every once in a while, I'll give him a call. I imagine your behind the scenes thing is, is you're driving around with your harem of Playboy bunnies and then kind of hanging out with everybody else. They're sitting on the sidelines while you're playing basketball with Brayden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that didn't actually happen, but uh, that would have been cool. But it would have been my our cheerleaders, right? That would have been great. Give me, give me a Q. Q. Give me a Q. You. Hey. Give me a T. What's the spell? Juan G. What's the spell? Juan G. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny but so you're not really in touch with anybody then i mean because we had uh, jeff meek on recently and he was he was great to talk to and we actually also had uh, chris casamassa uh who played scorpion in the show as well yeah i never met chris uh i i, I you know i've heard a lot of great things about chris I, I feel like we're gonna run into each other one of these days because um 
uh, yeah, he seems like every time I, I'm doing some sort of interview, he had just done it or he's going to do it. And oh, no, we didn't want to make you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, actually, my favorite person to act with, and I couldn't wait to do it, was Jeff Meek. Jeff was... Man, I mean, it was it was incredible to have that scene with him uh, when we, you know, I'm on the steps of his, you know, right below him on his throne. And he's we're talking about, you know, coming together. And it's and I remember saying something like we could together. And he goes, yes. And we start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I I just love that. That's like one of my favorite. And uh, Jeff was such a great actor. You know, just a great actor. I hope he mentioned me in his uh, interview. Uh, (laughs) He'd bring me up. uh, Yes. Okay. I'm going to kick his butt and give him a call. (laughs) <laughs> I, no, actually, to be fair, he, he mentioned uh, a lot of people on the episode just saying how he loved working with everyone and how it was a great uh, cast to work and with. And especially, right? And he said, especially, especially Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> he even had that Greek accent instead of Adonis, right? He said it. <laughs> do you have, I mean, I know you're, you're very athletic, but do you have any form of background in martial arts? Well, I do. I do. I have a little bit of everything. I, I used to have a, uh, I took a few classes here and there, but everything for me, like everything I do is basically on my own. You know, like I, I just, it's just the way I am. I just like, I delve into it and I compete or I do whatever. And I don't know if you guys know this and like, I was a, you know, ping pong yeah. national champion. You know, I started mm-hmm. when I was age 43 and by age 40, uh, 43, I start playing uh, kind of seriously, but not tournaments. And then in five years, I became a national champion. So that's me. That's me. So when I, when I did uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, people used to always think that I did my own stunts and things. And no, that obviously we, we did not. I had one of the greatest, and I forget the guy's name. I feel bad, but I'm, it's, it's on IMDb. You can look it up. But uh, the guy was an amazing stunt. He was amazing. He's like a gold medalist in the Olympics for like Kung Fu or karate. I forget what it was. He had a very and, interesting style. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. And people used to, used to tell me, they'd say, Man, Adani, when you're a Quan Chi and you get mad and you're fighting, your ears stick out. You know, that's, that's amazing. I, I'm thinking, you know, those aren't my ears, you know? <laughs> so most of your fight scenes, I'm assuming they just kind of cut you in when they need a close-up shot. Is that oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the first episode, to me, it was like, oh, God, because I was kind of greenish tone in that first episode, at least the mm-hmm. way I see it. And he was more white. And and uh, they would cut in from me to him. And the truth is, I had no idea what this was about. I had never seen anything. I've never seen the game. I've never, you know, so I didn't realize the intensity of the flips and all that and the, the workout. So when you see me cutting in, it's like I'm completely not sweating. I'm like this guy. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, you know, I, I was I wish they didn't do that. Which just show him, dude, you don't need any close ups of me. Just do his stuff. Show him do his thing. Honest to God, guys, that was the one part I, I just didn't know. And I felt bad about because he did such a great job, you know, such a great job. I think the only people that really did, uh, obviously, Paulo learned as he went along. I think he got better and better, did some of his stunts. And, yeah, you could see and, him improving. Uh, yeah, Daniel Bernhardt was a guy did his own and Dan- Dana, he did her own. You know, they were there. Those guys are martial artists. Uh, I don't know about Jeff, but did Jeff tell you he did his own things? I have no idea if he did. Though. Yeah, well, I think he had a stuntman, too, but he did a lot of his own 
things at the same time. Yeah. Because he had a sort of episode <laughs> where he was sort of taking on himself. So yeah. he definitely had to have a stunt double for that one. <laughs> I've always been that guy who does because I'm very athletic. Uh, I used to do the Wild West stunt show at Universal Studios. I love crashing. I did the high falls. I did all those things. So I always do my own stunts until I can't. Uh, until I have to work yeah. where it's, it's, you know, it's not good for, this, for the, the show because I might get hurt or something really dangerous. So with this, though, there's no way I can do the things that this guy can do. And so uh, I don't recall doing much except the close-ups, you know, like throwing a punch here and there. They did everything, choreographed everything on their own. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I, no, but I, it wasn't even my decision. I never even, they did everything and they said, we just need you to do close-ups coming in and out. So I would have, I would have done things. I, I could always do spin kicks and I can do uh, some things out of big uh, bag that I'd practice on. And I was, I, I loved doing that stuff, but they had already done all of it. They'd done everything. Mm, and I guess yeah. I didn't tell them, they, they didn't realize that I could do uh, a lot of those things, but not, not to the level that guy could. No way. There's a scene where you're fighting Kung Lao and uh, your stunt double does the splits and attacking yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just you just shattered me because I was really hoping that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I have I have bow legs, you know, and uh, I'm pretty like my, I have bow arms and bow legs. So I don't know if my legs could ever possibly. There are parts of my body that will never ever hit the ground. <laughs> never ever. Parts of my arm have never hit the ground. It's like no way that'll never touch the ground. You know? <laughs> That's one scene I have in my head where you're fighting Shang Tsung, and and yeah. you're doing a handstand and you're actually kicking him. <laughs> like fighting him, kicking him, yeah. doing a handstand. Oh, yeah. And that, it's such yeah. a great scene. Yeah, no, yeah, I did that stuff. That that was the easy stuff. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, your costume design for the uh, series, did they make that from scratch for you for this? Actually, for the show? I created it myself. No. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how they did it. Uh, and actually these cost people who contact me, they say, what did you wear for this? And what did, and like, I, they remember things I, I don't remember, but they definitely made it from scratch from what I know, you know, everything mm -hmm. was created for, uh, to fit me obviously and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where else they would have gotten it. You know, I don't think there was ever any Quan Chi outfit out there before. Right. I mean, that was, no, it, it looked everything. similar, I guess, to his, uh, first game appearance which was yeah, yeah. i guess the year before oh, yeah so it was it was a pretty good take on it i, I thought it looked great yeah when i look at quan chi now i notice that they have this red uh, symbols on his head like i don't like i mean I, obviously i play the character and i see myself as him so it always bothers me when i see quan chi with like red marks on his head or whatever <laughs> you know, i don't know what that is <laughs> You know, I like the old, the old school quad chi. Yeah, they've taken him full on Nether Realm style, so that's why they've had all these runes and stuff like tattoos to him. Do you ever go back and rewatch the old episodes just to kind of see yourself in it? Uh, it, rarely. I, I do it. Uh, let's say if I'm cutting a new acting reel, I'll be looking for stuff. Uh, but I, I keep using. I've, I've seen my website. I use kind of use the same mm -hmm. scene with the, yeah. the slave. It was like the first one of the first. Uh, uh, scenes in the first episode. I was happy to see that picture on the on the website, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you guys, Quan Chi is my favorite character of all. I wish I can still be playing him. And when I did the uh, that first season, I remember um, 
uh, one of the actors came up and another and they said, you know what, they're talking about doing a Mortal Kombat 3 movie and they have you as the lead villain. And I was like, really? And then they called me in. I had a meeting with producers and the director that they're going to have. And, and I read the script and it was, yeah, Quan Chi. And they're talking to me about it. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to do Mortal Kombat 3. And, and then then they talked about a, she told me, she's the one of the actresses said, uh, talking about a new series with, with you know, Quan Chi is the, uh, the guy. And I was like, wow. You know, and I know I'm sure part of it was the Playboy bunnies, you know what I mean? The, the <laughs> slaves coming in that made a great series, you know. So, but I was so looking the looking forward to all that. And from what I understand, you know, I heard because of the Columbine shootings, uh, they blamed uh, Mortal Kombat. And so that kind of stifled Oh, everything. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Jeffrey has a different take on that. He said it knows there was something else, but I think it was a combination. I feel of it was a things. combination. But, yeah. yeah. But it was, it was a great, it, it did really well. I thought in ratings and all that. And, uh, yeah. And, and it goes to show like there, to me, the fans from that time, the younger generation, you guys, I'm sure are pretty young, right? Maybe mm-hmm. in your thirties or something. I don't know. But they, they, yeah, it's really for one year it, it had an impact you know, in some way, you know, no, but pl- plus the game, obviously the game, you know, that, people fell in love with and then the show and all that so what what could you tell us about the third movie you know what i honestly i, I what i remember is Quan chi was the villain and uh wow. they wanted me to play it and uh i man i was so looking forward to that and that's all i can tell you i don't remember much about it but it's it just like imagine Quan chi is the villain in the you know, a movie. That's actually such a shame. That would have been amazing to see. Firstly, to see you return as Quan Chi, and secondly, to have Quan Chi as the big bad. And then also, Jeff had stated on the last, uh, the interview we had with him that he was going to be playing Shao Kahn in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So they had us lined up, you know, and I was like, wow, this is going to be great, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I don't remember specifically. Did he, did he tell you anything? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if he if he told you something about the movie, he remembers. Uh, maybe it, I'll remember a little bit of it. But uh, no, I, I, I'll, we'll have to call him up again and ask him because um, he didn't have too much information. I don't. I don't even know if he got a script read from it like you did. We might have to get you guys on and see if you you can figure out what was happening, and then you can also give him crap for not remembering <laughs> you or saying your name specifically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we should have an interview as he could be. Uh, did you have any favorite episodes or out of your episodes what were your favorites well i'll tell you obviously the second episode was my most hated because they brought me down and i mm-hmm. you know it was the one where i was you know dressed as the monk uh and uh that bothered me but i again i had to raise in adr in the voiceover so that to me is not even considered uh, the two episodes that are my <clears throat> the first episode is what established my character and mm-hmm. the story leading up to it uh how i got the character all that stuff but the the scene with jeff meek is my favorite because connecting with jeff was so powerful my favorite episode would be the first one but my favorite scene is the jeff meek scene it's a great That's choice cool. yeah that set was so fun uh apollo was the sweetest guy uh you know me and daniel hit it off uh you know i remember when daniel had to do quan chi we switched roles right i became him he became me in a sense and uh i was teaching him he goes how do you do that thing and i go he kept practicing (laughs) Uh, uh, i go no 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 it's not a uh, it's a 
it's like okay (laughs) for a while i was just gonna say i'm so glad you're you're making these noises because when i think of your quan chi that's the first sound i hear in my head (laughs) i think i overdid it in the uh whatever whatever episode it was i think i kind of went i did too many i disagree you didn't overdo it at all (laughs) (laughs) so much fun with that i was like no good grief I gave too many uh, <laughs> Was your recordings, were they actually during the um, MGM studio tours also? Uh, uh, let's, see, let's see. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were. Why, why do you ask that? Uh, oh, I was just curious. Jeff had mentioned how it was kind of distracting because there'd be people above you and making noise and walking around during some of the uh, recordings for, for his set. And I was curious if you were in that same. Uh... Yeah, that's interesting. I don't remember that, but I just remember it was the, the, everything was, was on. It was like the studio was running every, everything was happening. And uh, I, but I don't remember specifically people coming on the set. Hmm. Wait, wait, no, I, I do. I, and I remember you're right. I, I, I do. I remember women asking me, <laughs> I remember, Women ask me if I'm if I'm white all over you know, when I take the costume off. <laughs> I remember that. Like, oh, he's, are you white? Like, completely white. And I remember it being uh, was it Halloween when we were filming, and I and, and I remember people saying, "Oh, you have the best Halloween costume." I was like, "Man, it'd be so fun to go trick or treating." <laughs> Mind if I have two Reese's cups? Um, in the tv series they killed off your character but i mean any mortal Kombat fan knows that quan chi comes back did they tell you if they're going to reintroduce you for season two or or how they were planning on doing that oh what what i what i learned was uh i don't know if they did that episode because of what happened they had to cancel the series and you know the columbine i think i think that's how i kind of remember it i don't know but Again, I was told that they were going to bring back another series with Quan Chi as kind of the main guy. Now, I don't know if that means that that I would be a main guy with Shao Kahn and Jeff Meek and Ray. Like, I don't know how these things work, but that's what I was told. So they were they were planning to bring back another episode. And, you know, that came from someone in the know who was more connected with the bigger boys, you know, than than I was mm. at that time. So, yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. more or less. But there there were no details though for you at that point, were there? Uh, no, just I just remember it was like me and the, the slaves were going to be like um, I don't know. I, I imagine it was me being the villain, like the main sort of villain of the, mm-hmm. uh, the season. So that's all I knew, and everything else, you know, I have no idea. It really seemed like they were bigging you up to be to have a lot more of a a bigger role on the next season for sure. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's what it was told to me, and then then they proved that as well with the movie. You know, give me the script. I wonder if I yeah. still have the script. Like, I have to have it somewhere here. <clears throat> I should look for it. I really hope you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would, you know, I, I, I have to have it. I just know that because we didn't have internet at that time. Unless I had to give it back. Unless I had to give it back. But the truth is, knowing me, I would not have given it back. I don't think <laughs> I, I I did that with a movie called Hidalgo, starring Viggo Mortensen and Omar. Oh, Trump. yeah, yeah. I, I read the script. They give it to you and they say, you have to bring this back. And uh, I never did. And I told the director when he brought me to his office, he says, well, we're thinking of you for this, you know, character of the Falcon Man and blah, blah, blah. He says, what do you think of the script? I said, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I think about the script. I said, I still have it. And it says, must return. <laughs> or, you know, like, it's three-year jail sentence. <laughs> Worth <laughs> it. He started laughing. <laughs> he started laughing. I said, yeah, because it reminds me of Because I wrote a script with my father, and it was like the closest thing to it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a great story. And then he says, well, we have a different script. It's got more humor in it. And they gave me another. Anyway, that's that's another another movie. But, um, 
Oh, oh we don't okay. mind yeah, you. So we like hearing I'm, about I'm this that, sort of stuff. No, I always, I'm, I'm kind of like a rule breaker. I'm a, I'm a pretty much a square in a sense. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't do that. But, you know, when it comes to my passion, I'm going to script. <laughs> You're gonna have to t- definitely tell us if you do find that MK3 oh, yeah, script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a stack of scripts, you know, so I have to <laughs> find it. I hope I do, man. It'd be great. Uh, maybe they'll yeah. uh, take a look at it again and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's do this." I can't believe they have not made a Mortal Kombat three, right? Unless you guys know something I have. Well, they were going to, but the second movie was mm-hmm. not really received yeah, well, yeah. and we actually have a new remake coming up next oh, year, apparently. Wow. Okay. So we're still waiting. We actually should be getting well, some news, hopefully, in the next month or so, I think. Yeah, because release date's set for January right now, I believe. Well, I hope that you guys can band together and start pushing for your f- your favorite Quan Chi, right? right? <laughs> oh, definitely. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting an online petition. <laughs> I would love to see the full Conquest cast return. Honestly, you guys were amazing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, thanks. I'm amazed that you guys are still like, just like you just started this thing. I mean, that, that show was 1998, I believe, or 99. And I think it's, well, man, that's to be fair, Yanni watches Conquest every day. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I watched Conquest so many times during uni because firstly, I love the show, but it also helped me get to sleep because I just really enjoyed watching it. It was so chill. <laughs> I love that. I love I've that. seen it more times than I can count. It helps you go to sleep. That's hilarious. You know, usually things that I do don't help people go to sleep. It helps them not to sleep. They can't sleep after watching something on the end. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, but really, we we, we loved the series, and I, I mean, mm-hmm. as I said, I've watched it countless times. So we would love to see all of you return oh, to the yeah. role in some. In some form. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you would obviously love to come back um, <laughs> from oh, what it yeah. sounds like. Oh, my God, yeah. I remember I was at uh, Disney Disneyland in, in uh, Los Angeles. My family had come over, and uh, I was on the series 24. You know, I was the lead villain of season six. I was Abu Fayed, yeah. you know, the uh, middle of the character. And uh, it was a cold day, and I'm, uh, you know, we're walking around doing things, and, you know, whatever. I'm not recognizable. I'm wearing a, a tassel cap, you know, a, and like a winter jacket in California, it was so cold, and I'm wearing uh, sunglasses and you know a scarf. And anyway, we we all go to the bathroom, and I'm waiting for my family to come out of the bathroom. And this little cute black boy comes walking up to me, like five years old, and he goes, "Are you the guy on 24?" <laughs> I went, oh my god! I said, "You recognize me?" And his dad. It was like sitting like 20 feet. He goes, my son recognizes everybody wherever he goes. I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm wearing sunglasses and a big, big jacket. I'm thinking, what is this kid doing watching 24? He's a four-year-old kid. What the heck? I didn't say that, but I'm thinking, oh, my God. But that was amazing, you know? This kid recognized me. That's so, amazing. Oh, oh that's great. <laughs> to, to be fair, a lot of MK fans were actually playing and watching MK from a very young age, oh, including really? myself. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, I, I've never played the game. I've seen like one or two kids play it. It yeah, might be it. interesting for you to know. That's I mean, it. I've always had this opinion. I don't know if I can say that it's the case, but I've always felt like later in the games, Quan Chi's sort of fighting style was actually, in my opinion, influenced by your Quan Chi and Conquest. You mean so, my, my, my somersaults and, and <laughs> yes, splits yours. and all the stuff? Yes, I, all those. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it very interesting that you were never really into the games, but you might have had such an influence on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all great. I think it's fantastic. And I, I wish that I would have had more influence or, or the, the character from what I did on the character's look as well. But, you know, for, you know, things change and things develop. And now Quan Chi has a 
completely different look. Does he still have the red, uh, the, the tattoo sort of thing tattoo sort of thing on his head? Yeah. yeah. He has, a, he has a couple of different looks. I'm actually pretty sure that one of his looks doesn't have it. So that you might be happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I was looking for a Quan Chi doll and, uh, I remember looking up all these dolls and I said, Oh no, this one didn't have the red tattoo on his head. You know, it'd be great or whatever. Have you kept up with the character at all and what they've done with him or, um, besides his appearance, have you seen him in any other media like the cartoons? and stuff they produced i've seen yeah i've seen a few cartoons um i have a few videos um because i was i remember when i was ordering it and trying to find like my episodes i had i couldn't find the right things i thought it would be it but i remember getting all these other different things so uh, yeah i've seen a, a few things i've looked it up you know yeah, checked out. i don't know if you ever saw mortal kombat legacy there was another actor that portrayed a Quan Chi, um, and it was, I thought myself was very different from yours. Um, yeah. but I, I'm curious, did you see that at all? No, no, but I've, I've been told that some people, uh, I, the interviews I've done, they tell me how there's a couple of really good Quan Chi guys out there. And, uh, there's like a specific one guy like has done it the more original. than anybody, oh, yeah. I think. And, uh, I'm still, I'm, you know, these guys give me the names and numbers. And if you have an address, I want to go there because I got to wipe them out. So <laughs> Richard <Yeah>. DeVizio, <laughs> go get him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really haven't followed any of it. And you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, what, what this guy does differently than me or whatever, you know, and I, I'm sure people love him for whatever he does. And uh, to me, as long as he's engrossed and, and uh, lives the character as best he can, I'm sure he's going to be great at it, you know. And not trying to, uh, you know, imitate, you know, exactly uh, anybody else, you know, just do his thing. So he's great. <laughs> How did you feel when you found out that season two or that the series was canceled and season two wasn't going to get produced? Uh, I was a little bit bummed. I'm telling you, because I really wanted to play this character like I could have played him forever. I think it's one of those characters that because you have the freedom to like, I, I don't like I can decide, you know, I can decide this character. He can get emotional at any time. He can get he can get loud and angry or he can bring it down and do his uh, it's like there's nothing you know he couldn't do i I can play i had a full playground to play with this guy you know uh and i'm reminded of that time i had them i I got to make love to mika you know you know you know like that sort of thing it's like you know i can It's it's so interesting to hear the more comic conquest cast talk about these old characters because these are all characters that were kind of established, but you guys still made them your own and were still you know kind of acted as they were originally set, but they were your characters and you, you I love hearing how much of a fondness you have for the characters that you helped create. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, I feel bad. I'm sure there are a lot of people that can't stand me as Quan Chi. I'm sure because they played the character a certain way and none of the, you know, there wasn't a character in the game that probably went, you know, that probably never happened or whatever, or laugh the way I did. I remember, you know, it's like, I'm sure people were like, ah, Quan Chi wouldn't do that. Whatever. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I gave it everything I had and I loved it. I, if I can honestly say from all my experiences on, on groups and stuff, I have never seen a negative word about your Quan Chi. So, uh, well, thanks. That's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> I just, I just created him. So I had no idea. It's it's so nice to hear. Like, I mean, Jeff Meek said the same thing. He would have played Raiden forever, basically. And it's, it's amazing to hear how into the characters you all were, even as you said, despite not playing the games and stuff, it's really beautiful to hear that. Mm -hmm. We're very, I mean, I can, uh, I think I can speak for Phantom as well. It's really, 
Awesome to hear <laughs> that. We're very happy. Oh yeah, no, no. This I'm telling you, this is my favorite character of all time. Of all time. This is not a because I can have I had so much fun with this character. And and of course the the people, you know, when you meet Paulo Montalban, the classiest guy you're ever gonna meet. You know, Daniel Bernal was great, Cristana was the sweetest girl, I, Tracy, Douglas, oh my god. You know, Bruce was like everybody was so great. It was just uh, you know, Jeff, like a whole or, family all together. Yeah. yeah, it was like a family. Huh. Exactly. I mean, you obviously love Quan Chi. How did you feel about his demise <laughs> in the final episode? Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as I was concerned, like like you said, I, I always looked at it like, well, uh, you know, I'm in the nether realm. I'm between living and dead, yeah. right? That's Quan Chi, exactly. right? So, so, you know, so if I die, big deal. I can come back in some way, some <laughs> yes. form, right? You know? I'm so, so happy yeah, to hear I, this. I never thought of it as me being dead. I thought they left it open, obviously. I mean, come on. You watch like like twenty four, for instance. They brought the same character back three times. <laughs> other soap operas. I have a friend who's been dead seven times. He's brought back for life. Come on, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Are you kidding me? Come on, we're, we're dead as he is. We're already dead. You know? <laughs> I, I was talking so. to Phantom actually about your your death scene. And it's something about the series, but I just loved it because on one hand, it's like, okay, everybody's dying. This is so intense. On the other, yeah. your death scene was almost comical because <laughs> you, you sort of flip onto this, onto this rock and then yeah. the, sha- the yeah. shadow priest has this effect where he sort of trans- transports you into the rock. <laughs> and it, my, my yeah. favorite is just yeah. your reaction. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny. You reminded me because I just remember being in a rock. I forgot how like the rock. But yeah, I remember being in the rock. It's like I think I did my I, I probably did my one last uh yeah. I probably did, right? <laughs> one last dying. Uh. <laughs> I'm so glad we have all these huhs on this episode, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> needs to make a super cut of all of them. <laughs> That's right. It, it's actually funny That's because right. Quan Chi, outside of Conquest, there's a bit of a meme behind him in that he's known for saying Wule. Wu Lei, really? <laughs> yeah, because in the games, they gave these characters sort of, you know, like Raiden, when he's doing the sort of Superman, he's like, you know, like loads of gibberish. And Quan Chi oh. has this thing where he says Wu Lei, which has become this sort of running joke with Quan Chi. And I love oh, that in Conquest, oh you have God. your huh, anyway. Wow, that's great. I, didn't, I mean, did he have the Wu Lei back when I did him? No, this was after. Oh, okay. That'd have been something that might have been important. <laughs> no, no, no. This was after. No, right. you, maybe you inspired the boule. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, those little things, those little nuanced uh, characteristics uh, of any character, you know, because we all have certain things we do. We might not realize it, but uh, it's it's kind of like uh, you know El Pacino in uh, when he played that blind character. I forget what it's called, and he'd he'd always say. Yeah. 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 So there's little things they they kind of add. Yeah, they really do. So overall, what was your opinion on the show itself? Looking back on it, like having gone through the experience of acting in it, watching it, what what did you think of the show itself? I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, I really was amazed. I I mean, I don't know if shows before had uh, this sort of encyclopedia of uh, history to a, a show the way Mortal Kombat did. I mean, you really, I was amazed that people actually understood yeah. the whole, you know, the whole realm. Like, like <laughs> yeah. you did, right? Probably you, you started learning it early as a kid. But 
But I was amazed at, uh, yeah, like this whole, even though it was just kind of, people were somewhat dead, not quite dead and whatever, and in and out of, you know, whatever. But it, there was a, there was a rhyme and reason for it, you know, however it, it, it was. And uh, I just, um, I, I just, I thought it was fantastic, but it, it takes like anything, you know, like, like Jeff Meek's character, you know, what a talent he is, you know, playing both Shao Kahn and, and Raiden. And, you know, if he doesn't pull that off, that show to me doesn't work. You know, Paolo Montalban being the main, you know, the hero in a sense, you know, these characters got to be so into their roles and passionate. And I just thought everything was brought into that show. It was, yeah. it made it great. You know, I, mm. I never thought I would like a show like that. It's just not my thing at all. Right. I'm not a guy that is into that stuff, but, but, uh, I, I really, yeah, I love the show. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching the episodes and seeing all these characters. It's, it's one of those shows you can do whatever you want with. You can bring, you can create characters from not a doomsday, you know, and you'll never, you always have more to do. You always have more things you can bring to it and create, you know? Yeah. I like every things that aren't like, I, I can't stand soap operas because they're the same thing over and over again. It's like the same <laughs> talking heads. And uh, <laughs> like, this was completely opposite of that. You know, it's like you go to the other realm, you know, joy, every, everything about uh, Mortal Kombat is, was when I think about it, it was just, just fun and joyous. And uh, we, we, I think the people in there gave it all. And uh, we were, we're like yeah. a big family, you know, and I only did four episodes. Those guys were there for 22. So Jeff got to meet a lot more people than I did, but uh, I would, again, I would love to create this guy again. I hope somehow, some way, that's why I keep doing him. I go home for Christmas and my niece puts me in that and I do these little skits. You Definitely gonna have to check those skits out for sure. Watch a few of them on my YouTube channel. So, you know, I, yeah, yeah, they're fun, you know, <clears throat> fun little things, you know. <laughs> so outside of Mortal Kombat, uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but you are a ping pong champion. Uh, yeah. You, you won, what was the, the National Hard Bat uh, Championship? Yeah, well, I won the national, uh, yeah, yeah, national and U.S. Open hard bat wow. championship and sandpaper, sandpaper as well. Yeah, yeah. I went to the world championships for sandpaper in England. Yeah, so I went there two years. Yeah, and I again, I started very late. I played as a little kid just in my house with my brothers, but then uh, I picked it up 30, 25 years later because my like I was kind of down and out and needed some joy in my life after doing all these big movies and things and nothing happened was happening. So I, I had to bring ping pong to my to my life and soon. I did. I got 24. It was my biggest thing I've ever done. And, and then, uh, yeah. I find so, it incredible that, I, that you, like, you, you picked it up again way later than what, I mean, you used to play as a kid, then you stopped for ages. And then once you pick it up within yeah. a few years, you're a champion. You're, you're going to championships. And it's amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm like, I've always been an athlete first. And I've, I'm, it's weird because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm a type one diabetic and yeah. I wasn't supposed to live. I was supposed to be, uh, I became a type one diabetic at 18 months old. That was like the youngest they'd ever seen. Oh, wow. And, uh, I wasn't given much chance to live very long and I, I was supposed to be weak, thick, thin, sick and out of hospitals, in and out of hospitals my whole life and dead for sure by age 25. It was like a given. Whoa. And so for whatever reason, I, I don't know why, but I became this sort of freak of nature, like an athlete with strength. And like, I was an arm wrestling champion. Uh, I beat a guy in arm wrestling one time. He was a champion. He weighed 450 pounds and, uh, you know, I got beat him and I was 171 pounds, but I was a solid rock, you know? And, <laughs> and I was like that sort of thing. So I've always taken on the giants, you know, like facing the giants, you know, like, <clears throat> so that's me. So I got into ping pong, my first tournament, I go play a guy that was my hero. He was a five time national champ, the greatest ping pong player, uh, in our country you know, over the years and, and I beat him 
like in this game of ping pong and people were watching like, who the hell is this guy? You know, an actor known for 24. You know? <laughs> and then uh, I played uh, another guy who was considered, I'm not going to mention these names, but the guy was considered maybe the greatest ping pong player who ever lived. And I beat him. And it was like, people were like, wait a second, this guy's never played. Like <laughs> he comes in. But that's me. That's what I've done my whole life is I, you know, I can do things like with a ball and, and just, you know, athleticism and strength. So yeah, it was weird. I, I, and I know I, I believe I've been helped along the way. Maybe there's either I have a, uh, you know, uh, God, angels, spirit guides, or maybe there's a Quan Chi up there giving me certain. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you clearly proved your doctors wrong. It's it's really amazing to see how how far you took your training and everything. And now you're in like your 40s or 50s, right? And you're still in incredible shape. Yeah, I'm 56. I'll be 57 July 20th. Oh. So yeah, I still do the same things. Yeah, I still work out. I still do my crazy workouts. You can see that online too. And I did want to ask you about that actually, because I saw I, I watched one of your uh, workout videos, and you you were in one of them. You were climbing up a swing, and it, it's it's so creative. Like, are, did you figure this out on your own? How did it work? How did it come about? Yeah, yeah. I think I went. Uh, if you go to Muscle Beach down in uh, Venice, I've seen people do that on rope, and I don't have a rope, so I just start climbing a pole. I was like, what the hell? Let me climb the pole. <laughs> I, that's what I mean. I love creating. You saw me with doing push-ups with a kid on my shoulders, right? It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I just, it's like I, I, I don't go to a gym. People that look at me say, oh, you must go to the, and spend seven hours at the gym. Like, no, no, I, I work out, you know, an hour and a half. It used to be an hour a day, like uh, twice a week. But I would see, but I also ride the bike. I play ping pong. I do other things. But my workouts, I'm not in, I don't even go to a gym. And I try to tell people all the time, you don't need to go to a gym. Now, I know people, you know, people who run gyms all over the world hate me because they're like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you can do everything at home. You can create a workout. Yeah, no, I'm with you <laughs> for sure. And it's nice to see, like, you're, you are. The perfect example yeah. of the fact that you don't yeah. need the gym. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I go to when I go to the park. I feel like like I'm thinking. Oh, let me show you who the real Spider Man is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? or uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I remember doing that workout years ago, and these little kids are like, "Are you Jean Claude Van Damme?" And I said, "I said no." no, no. I said, "We're similar <laughs> physique wise." I said, "I think I'm a little taller than him." And they said, "You're Jean Claude Van Damme." I said, "No, I'm not." But I mean, I, I thank you for the you're Jean Claude. You know, you have an. <laughs> I go, I don't have an accent. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm like, uh, it's so funny. I go, okay, I'm Jean-Claude. You want me to sign, sign my name to your thing? Yeah, yeah. So I signed oh. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made you do the split if I were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So then I go, I go to, I remember I went to McDonald's. I was starving. My blood sugars were low, being a diabetic. And I went, and this girl there, she goes, you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. I said, I said that's hilarious. I, said, I, I was just over the park a week ago, and these kids thought I was Jean-Claude. And she goes, you're Jean-Claude. I see you riding around with your Camaro or whatever it was. And I said, <laughs> I said, uh, no, I know I look like him, but, you know, some, but I'm a little more exotic, darker. And, all. and she goes, you're Jean-Claude. You have an accent. I said, I, I don't have an accent. She goes, yes, you do. I said, I don't. I said, I'm Greek, but I'm not, I, I do not. And I, I swear to God, she goes, yes, you are. And then she kept coming at me. And I said, okay, okay. You, here, you got me. I'm gonna sign my thing <laughs> and here you go. I'm John Claude. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you have any words of encouragement for those aspiring to be professional athletes or especially those with like health conditions? You know what? Well, here's the first thing. What I, what I, 
I'm really a very spiritual person. I'm very, I'm all about love and light, believe it or not. I know playing these characters that I play, I'm always the villain. I'm of the dark and the man <laughs> in black and all that, but I'm really all about light and love and lifting people up and raising, you know, <clears throat> hopefully lifting the world up to a better place before I leave it. Okay. So I love inspiring people. I love people that reach out to me and say, oh, your story has touched me and uh, has elevated me and all that. And, and for me, I, I live by three words. And this is, I believe, the reason why I've survived the way I have. And sometimes it gets tough during pandemics or, you know, when you're up by yourself, like right now I'm in my house and by myself, I have no family around. I can't be with my family. I can't even travel to them. But uh, the reason I believe I have survived during this time Again, with the help of God, angels, and probably quanchies and things like that, <laughs> is three words. And it's because I don't know how I have survived when everyone else has not in the studies that I've been in, but it's uh, enveloping, surrounding yourself with love and laughter. You got to bring laughter to your life and fitness. So it's love, laughter, and fitness. If you have that in your life, I think that's the main thing you know that you have to have. Envelop yourself with good people, people that lift you up, people that are supporting you. And that, that could be hard sometimes if you come from a bad family or that, but find those people that encourage you and uh, uh, don't put you down, things like that. And just, you know, be in a, an environment of love. Laughter is key. I, I used to bring laughter to my family all the time. I, I realized that laughter made me feel good, made them feel good. I'd make my brothers laugh and my family laugh. Every day I'd put on shows, impersonations. I would do anything, dancing, whatever, impersonate Johnny Carson and all the characters of that uh -huh. time. You know? Yeah, I, that's how I got into acting because I, I, was a, I was a silly, goofy guy, you know, who happened to be just this, happened to be this extraordinary athlete who's a type 1 diabetic. So, <laughs> but love, laughter, and fitness. Fitness is a huge part of it. You know, our bodies are meant to move. Our bodies are meant to, you know, just like even with the coronavirus, they say those people, you know, people die when they go to the hospital because they're, they're sedentary. They're in that bed, you know, and they don't move and they don't breathe. You got to breathe. You got to move your body. And if you can do that, you, you, you have a better chance of overcoming that. And that happened with people with heart, heart uh, issues back in the day, they would do a heart surgery and leave a patient in the room for two weeks and he would die most of the time or be worse off than he was. And now they realize you got to get him out of that bed. You got to get him moving. And I've known that my whole life, even when I'm sick, I try to get my blood moving. I try to ride my indoor bike a little bit or, or just move a little bit. You got to get your blood moving. Our bodies are meant to move. Our legs are meant to walk, meant to run. You know, any doctor who says, ah, don't run. It's bad for your life. It's like, no, you take it to where you can. You slowly build up. You got to keep moving or you will lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. So I think movement is key, you know, and especially, especially if you're a type one diabetic, especially when you got uh, sugar issues and doctors have always been surprised by me. Like, I don't understand how you have done it. Even if you're, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it appears like you're going to be in horrible shape or the things I've eaten or things I've done, but it's the love, laughter and fitness. So, so there you have it. I want to spread love, laughter and fitness, regardless if I'm myself or Quan Chi. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that's beautiful. Thank You're you for welcome. that. You're welcome. So, I mean, with the opportunity to kind of go into ping pong and stuff, how actually did you get involved with acting? Um, I mean, how did that all come about for you? Uh, that was, I graduated from college with a BSBA degree, business, uh, uh, oh my God, business science administration. What the hell is it called? I don't know. It was a business degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bachelor of Science in business administration. That's what it is. And I graduated near the top of my class, magna cum laude. But 
uh, I knew that I wouldn't be in the business. I just knew it wasn't, again, it's too sedentary to me as suit and tie. I'm not a suit and tie guy. It was sitting at a desk, like that sort of thing or whatever it was. I, I couldn't see me doing it. So my dad said, uh, he sat me down at dinner and he says, um, what do you want to do with your life? I said, I don't know. I had a girlfriend at the time who lived in Florida. I had a condominium. I thought I'd go down there. I, I thought I'd be a professional athlete in something because I was always, you know, just great at sports. And uh, I still thought that that would be it. And, and, uh, well, my dad says, uh, well, why don't you, uh, why don't you try acting? And I said, what? He goes, yeah, you're always performing for us. You're always making us laugh and you're always saying you can do it. Why don't you go do it? He says, uh, I can see your two brothers going to work every day wearing a suit and tie, but you, I think it would choke you to death. I said, you're right. He says, why don't you try it? So there you go. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, that's how it all started. My dad. <laughs> no, that's great. It's nice that it pushed you into this sort of thing where, I mean, look how your life has evolved since, you know, so it's crazy. Yeah. It's an amazing ride. I, I suggest acting for everybody because if nothing else, it'll open up your heart, open up your soul. It'll help you understand the plights of people all over the world, whether or not they're from another realm, or <laughs> but it does. Since Conquest, you've had some roles in pretty prominent movies and shows like Scorpion King, Troy, Hidalgo, as you mentioned earlier, 24, and you even got uh, awarded Best Supporting Actor for Lazarus Rising. So a, a bit late, but congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, on top of that, you even played a guy with my name in Dream of the Shadow, Yanni. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, which would you say your favorite roles were? Well, you know, for me, the, the best movie, the biggest movie, I wasn't the biggest, Troy was the biggest, but the, the best movie was um, uh, Hidalgo for me. It was uh, an incredible, I lived it. I like almost died in, in uh, just like I almost died on 24. I got hanged, you know, by the chain that uh, Jack Bauer, because I ended up in the hospital. Anyway, these are longer stories, but Hidalgo, I lived the part and it was an amazing experience working with Vigo Mortensen. Vigo is uh, uh, just, a, again, just a beautiful spirit. He, he was uh, always for, um, he never, like he would let 300 extras eat lunch before we did. You know, he's that kind of guy. He would never cut line. And uh, just a great guy, just a great guy to work with. And, and he's a great actor and working with him as an, as an actor was great. But just, just spending time with uh, a guy with that spirit, like a beautiful heart and all that, that I learned more from that than anything. But um, one of the greatest compliments I ever received was a nurse who was actually uh, staying with me because I was so sick in Morocco. And uh, my horse had got broke free at like three o'clock in the morning. And Vigo noticed it because he was out living near the horses. That's where he was staying. And he went out chasing my horse, trying to catch my horse. And my nurse and everybody on the radio were talking. And they're like, they were upset. And my nurse was upset at him. She goes, the only reason he's doing that is because uh, she said, you know, he's trying to be like you, Adani, trying to be the nicest guy. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, man, that's the greatest compliment you'll ever tell me. I said, I try to be nice to everybody. I respect everybody, whether they're extras, producers, it doesn't matter to me. You're a human being. I'm, I'll talk to you. I'll sit with you. I'll eat with you. It's like, it's all great. And, uh, and uh, I says, but man, I know Vigo and he's the sweetest guy who you will ever meet ever. I mean, he's that kind of guy. He's just so helpful. And so I was like, oh my God. And that was like my, the greatest comment I ever received because uh, she was telling me that I'm as sweet and nice oh. as Vigo. And I was like, oh my God, that was great. You know, which reminds mm -hmm. me, I want to tell you a little story. Uh, when I, the first day I arrived on set at uh, the Mortal Kombat set, first day I get off the plane, Renee takes me to the set and I meet, you know, whoever was there. And uh, I start talking to these extras. There were like three extras I was talking to. And they were saying, oh, Donnie, you're so nice. I was like, oh, you know, whatever. You guys are nice too, whatever we're talking. To. And then they said, lunch. So they start walking towards lunch. So I start walking with them. They go, Donnie, no, no, no. You don't go with us. You go, you get the good food over there. It's on the other side. I said, 
I said, no, no, I'm with you guys. No, with it, the good. I'm telling you, your 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 place is over there. I said, guys, it's it's great. And I said, we're hanging out, we're having a good time. I'm gonna have lunch with you. Now behind us is the I call her the Wrangler. She was a woman <laughs> who wrangles the uh, extras. She's like, hurry up! <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't have a whip in her hand. She's like, hurry up! Get your- you got to eat lunch. You got a half hour. Get in there. And like, I'm last right behind these guys. And these guys are looking back and I says, okay, I'll, we're going, you know, now as soon as we get to the lunch area, this tended area, I have to check my blood sugars. I have to get my shot. So it takes me a while. Right. So I got to, and then I get to eat and this lady's like, hurry up. You got 15 minutes. I said, okay, cool. And these guys are like, you know, the, the women guys there and they knew that I was crunchy. <laughs> They're like, oh God, you know, they like, and so on her walkie-talkie, she hears, has anybody seen uh, Adani Maropas uh, playing Quan Chi? Has anybody seen him anywhere? And so we hear that on her walkie-talkie, and everybody's like starting to giggle. And she's like, guys, have you, have you seen uh, uh, this guy, Adani Maropas or Quan Chi? And everybody there just pointed to me. <laughs> and she goes, sir, I, I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't realize, I didn't realize you were... Uh, and I said, oh, that's okay. And everybody's like, <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, treat people with respect. Yeah. Treat everybody with respect. You know what I mean? We all need each other. We all need to make this TV show happen. We all need the extras to be where they need to be. You know, we all need to eat food. We all need, you know, no one's better than anybody else. The extras should be getting as the good food as well as, you know, the other cast. Everybody deserves the same the way I see it. So, you know, that was just hilarious. This woman, man, I swear. <laughs> I think she learned something there. Yeah, she did. I'm sure she did. You know, you never know who you're going to communicate with who could, you know, if nothing else for your future, right, moving ahead, you might want to treat people with respect because usually extras don't want to be extras their whole life. They're, they maybe they want to be directors or actors or producers or, you know. Yeah, great you know, point. And everybody starts you know, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But just in, in general, just treat everybody with respect. Sure, yeah. And, I don't, I don't see why we have to treat each other like that. Yeah, leave your whip behind closed doors, you know, when you want to. <laughs> someone wants that whip, but uh, otherwise, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So, Donnie, in Mortal Kombat Conquest, your character had that perfect voice. <laughs> Do you mind telling us some of your favorite things that your character said? Well, okay, first of all, we know the, uh, the simple uh, was like. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of, like I told you, that one line where I say, perhaps we could together you know like that one scene with Shao Kahn was so great that then we start laughing I love that I remember uh Renee Tennyson came in after uh everybody had been stabbed been pricked and she said all have been whatever it's taken care of and I said I said something like one done as I as I was mixing the drink with my pinky or something like that (laughs) yes yes done Uh, you know, miserable sluts. I love that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, mine are all little short, short little quips, you know, little short, you know, few words here, there that I remember. I, I loved when you were making that sort of poison or potion and you kind of, you're, you're kind of like the dust of the nether realm. Do you mind saying that? What, what exactly did I say? Is that what I said? It's, it's like the ingredient that you're putting into the uh, bowl. So you're like the uh, dust of the nether realm. And then you go like blood to blood, darkness to darkness or something. Blood to blood, darkness to darkness. <laughs> Something like that, it's, right? It, it sounds just like out of the episode. That's awesome. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I did want to ask, I, I find it very interesting that, I mean, again, you've not played any video games, but you have actually 
played a character in a pretty well-known game, Command and Conquer. Yes, 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 yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I actually saw that one time in my life. I was on a plane and someone was playing the game and they made it to whatever, the 14th, whatever you need to win to get to, to see my character with uh, James Earl Jones, right? We have the scene together where we're talking. And uh, I saw myself, I like I could just see across, I see this person playing the game and there's me having my big scene, James Earl Jones. When I filmed that, uh, it, was, it was, again, hilarious because James Earl Jones was not. It was in Las Vegas. And uh, they had me on a green screen. And uh, they had someone reading James Earl Jones's lines. Now, I'm rehearsing this in my head, right? I'm imagining me saying a line. I was playing this a foreigner from another place, another realm. You know, I was playing with an actress. And <clears throat> I'm imagining James Earl Jones going, you know, turn your ship around or you will be destroyed. You know, something like, you know, with his deep voice, you know. They had this guy reading his lines like this. Turn your ship around or your ship will be destroyed. <laughs> they will zap you to the You know, like, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it, it reminded me of a movie I did years before. I did this sort of like, ah, geez, it was like this soft, soft core, you know, movie, like a Red Shoe Diary, right? A lot of nudity, you know, it was like simulated sex scenes, whatever. It was like my first thing I did when I shaved my head. Anyway, I, I played this character. I didn't have any nude scenes, but I was filming these girls. Uh, I was a photographer and, I, and they get into it, right? They're doing this scene together. And I was there for all their their, their takes, all their lines, all that stuff. But it, when it was my close-up, they had this old woman sitting in a chair reading these lines. <laughs> and I had to imagine these beautiful women, you know, going at it and saying these lines. And this woman was like, you know, oh, that feels good. <laughs> oh my god but anyway yeah that james earl jones i was thinking oh man i'm gonna meet james earl jones i'm gonna you know this is gonna be amazing and then i'm reading with this guy and he's just like oh god yeah. anyway that's acting man that's acting a lot of times you don't have to act so I, don't, I know you haven't played the games i don't know if you're aware of this but the character quan chi has one of the most famous fatalities where he <laughs> he rips somebody's legs off or rips a person's leg off and just starts brutally beating them while they're trying to crawl away oh with their God. own leg. With his own leg? Yeah, beating with their, their, leg. Leg. their leg. Oh my God, wow. <laughs> it's actually funny on that topic with fatalities. Quan Chi is known as well for possibly, it, it, it depends on how you look at it, either the best or the worst fatality in Mortal Kombat. And yeah. it's pretty much where he jumps on his opponent and pulls their neck. And instead of their head coming off, as you would expect in typical Mortal Kombat fashion, yeah. their neck extends. Oh, my God. Wow. Ridiculous. Like, like six-foot giraffe neck all of a sudden. Oh <laughs> yeah, baby. I like that. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Have you seen any of the Mortal Kombat fatalities or did you have any personal favorites? I don't. I honest God, guys, I, 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 I have a glimpse. <laughs> A few things, you know, like I've seen a, a few fights because of my curiosity. But I never, I, honestly, I've never played the game. I've never, I've never seen a whole game. I've never, you know, it's just not, I've never been in the game. Honestly, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. Never, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I would say that your favorite finisher could possibly be where you get encased in kobolds yeah. by a shadow <laughs> priest. Ah, yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> so Donnie, tell our fans, where can they find you? And tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel too. I mean, I'm on uh, Donnie-Maropas.com. Uh, it's, it's my uh, website. And then I have a YouTube channel. Uh, so, you know, there's different things on there. Like people always want to sell themselves as uh, what their image is. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm everything. I have so many things that I want to just show it all, you know, not just be one note because I'm not a one note kind of guy. So it's all on there, you know, and uh, my YouTube channel crashed like two years ago and I lost all my, like I had thousands of hits on my YouTube channel and whatever. Oh, no. and it all got ruined. So uh, it, yeah, I think I have a couple that reach a thousand again, but um, it's, yeah, that was kind of frustrating. I couldn't, I couldn't get it back because someone had found my number through Google and so I just deleted Google and I didn't realize it would affect my, oh. my uh, YouTube channel destroy it. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, but everything is, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there from Quan Chi, the new recent Quan Chi stuff and to my, you know, my reels. And, you know, like I said, I juggle, I, I, you know, play ping pong, so I have ping pong, juggling, singing, you know, different things, different things are on there. We'll so. definitely leave a link to your channel in the description of the video for sure. Good, 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 good. Do you have any other, like, I guess, acting projects or anything else that you're currently working on that the fans could check out? I just, I just did a, uh, a short that's pretty cool. Uh, it's a very kind of unique character. It's me, but not me at the same time. It's a guy who's uh, a hermit of light and just, it has a horror kind of feel, but it's not, it's, it's uh, a psychological kind of thriller, but it's a very, it's a short and we just put it out there in the festivals and we'll see, you know, uh, because the festivals aren't really opening up. It's going to be an online thing. So I hope people can catch that. Okay. But I have a trailer up on my YouTube channel, but. But uh, yeah, it's uh, called The Darkness Before Me. But it's a, it's a something that maybe people have never seen me do or portray uh, in a, like my emotional side. The trailer doesn't give anything away, really. But yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Just for that reason, I like the trailer already because so many trailers these days give everything away. They're definitely going to have to check that out. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't give anything away, but it, hopefully it'll lure, lure you in and you'll see there's something unique about this guy, you know, something unique about this guy. So. And you're the main character in that too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and uh, uh, Eliza Kelly is uh, the lead actress with me, um, and she produced it. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So that's the, the one thing I have. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing, I wrote a script with my father. We've been trying to get up for as long as uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat ever since Mortal Kombat that's when we wrote the script and we wrote it many times after that but you know we're in the throes of getting that up but hopefully that'll happen sometime in the near future awesome yeah thank you to all our listeners for stopping by and thank you very much Adani for joining us on this episode it was a pleasure to have you on the Realmcast thank you oh man it was a pleasure talking to you guys thanks for taking me back we really hope to have you again sometime oh yeah we would love it yeah man it was great thanks and special thanks to Uppercut Editions for their continued support you can find them at Encyclopedia MK on Twitter and the Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia Project on Facebook. You can catch up to all episodes of The Realmcast on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, and Spotify. You can find Yanni and myself, Phantom, on the Mortal Kombat group on Facebook, as well as Yanni on the Mortal Kombat meme realm. Have a great day. Thank you.